You're listening to Micro, stories and ideas in under five minutes. I'm Rich Raycraft, and this is episode six, A Very Fishy Nation. It's 1949, and Russell Arundel is at a tuna fishing competition just off the coast of Nova Scotia. Now, a few things about Arundel, because he's not your average Joe. He's a bit of an odd character. He's American, he brings home the bacon as a lobbyist for Pepsi, and he's known for his odd sense of humor and wild parties. But right now, Arundel is far away from all of that. He's doing what he loves best, which is fishing. But in the middle of the competition, he falls in love with something else. Not with a person, not even with a fish, with an island. Arundel spots Outer Bald Tusket Island. It's very small, and it's far from the Nova Scotia mainland. But still, something about it catches his eye. And in that moment, Arundel decides to buy the island. When he gets back to dry land, he buys it from a couple of fishermen for $750. So now he's back, sitting at his Washington, D.C. office, thinking about his island. It's in rough waters, but it's the perfect rest spot for him and his fishing buddies. But now he's thinking even more. It's not just that he owns a piece of land. He owns a whole island, cut off from everything and everybody else. Then, Arundel has an idea. Why not turn this island into his own personal kingdom? It could be like the ultimate man cave. It could be a nation of fishermen for fishermen. And with that, the Principality of Outer Baldonia is born. And Arundel, because he's not feeling very modest at the moment, declares himself the Prince of Princes. Arundel hires a few people to build a palace on the island. It was actually a small stone cottage. The currency is called the tunar. The flag has a tuna on it. The coat of arms is a sheep's head surrounded by two tunas. To be granted princeship, one needed to catch a fish off of the island, preferably a tuna. I think you're probably noticing a pattern here. Arundel and his fishing buddies make up Baldonia's population. Once Baldonia is born, Arundel sends out a message to a bunch of media. It was sort of like a declaration of independence. It declared their freedom from questioning, nagging, shaving, interruption, women, taxes, politics, and it declared their right to swear, lie, drink, and gamble. So for years, Arundel and his army of fishermen buddies used the island to screw around and do whatever they want. Usually fish, drink, and gamble. Nobody ever really slept. They'd go to bed late at night and wake up at 5 in the morning to fish some more, eat lobster stew, and drink coffee. Arundel later said that in all of his time as Prince of Princes, He only ever spent one night in Baldonia's palace. It was cold, windy, and miserable. Now, Arundel was as far as you could get from a communist. So in 1951, he revealed that the Soviet and Chinese ambassadors had been fed to the tuna. Ah! So in 1952, a Soviet propaganda newspaper attacks Baldonia in an article. The writer basically said Baldonia was an imperialistic, Wall Street-promoted hellhole. Arundel wasn't happy. And in a move that must have required some serious stones, he declares war on the Soviet Union. After all, Baldonia has a navy and a lot of sailors. In light of this, the Royal Halifax Yacht Club donates its entire fleet to the defense of the island. One of the club members is also a member of the Nova Scotia legislature. He introduces a bill to recognize Baldonia's independence. And the Nova Scotia legislature actually passes it into law. And because his little nation is pissing off the Soviet Union the Canadian and American governments soon introduce white papers that do the same thing as a joke. So now Baldonia is getting ready for war against the Red Navy. An epic battle begins. Guns blaze. Ships sink to the bottom of the ocean. At a stalemate, 
The Russians nuke the eastern seaboard, and millions die. That's what might have happened, but didn't. The Soviets never showed up, and Baldonia won the war by default. Now, because it defeated a superpower in war, Baldonia kind of peaked in the early 50s. Arundel did claim that American Vice President Alban Barkley wanted to be treasurer of Baldonia, so that was a big accomplishment too. But Arundel sold the island in 1973 to the Nova Scotia Bird Society. And not long after his fake country died, he died too. But he left a legacy. Micronations like his are everywhere now, and a lot of them were inspired by Baldonia's example. We just have to hope that they don't declare war on North Korea. You just heard about an island nation of fishermen that pounded the shit out of Soviet Russia. I'm Rich Raycraft, this is Micro, thanks for listening.